You're listening to a Shockcast original. Shock. Hello, everyone. This is Jonathan, and you're listening to From Grid to Great podcast. Hi, everyone. This is Jed, and thanks for listening to our podcast. Jed, hey. how's your week so far? Whew. It's been very exhausting. We have been busy designing and producing the new set of furniture for our holiday collection. So you're happily busy. I am happily busy. Yes, thank you. That was a rhetorical question, by the way, Why? because I didn't need to ask. Because looking at you right now, mm-hmm. you do look tired. I you do- am. I'm super exhausted. You need yes. some sleep, my dear brother. So, I know. I, I need one. Anyway, what about you, John? What's been going on? In this side of the universe, things are way brighter. I finally got my own pet dog. I've been wanting to get one since the pandemic started because I live alone and I want to share some love. Mm-hmm. So I got Tanjiro. He's an adopted eight-month-old Dachshund and mixed with a yeah. German Shepherd breed. Very cute dog. I'm in love. And I've been struggling to take care of Tanjiro because it's hard to say no. To a puppy. Right. It asks you additional food and right. you can't because you have to monitor the intake. It asks you to poop and pee and no, it will poop and pee whenever it wants. Mm-hmm. It will ask you to play with you, but you're busy with work. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to say no for yeah. such a cute creature. So saying no, that's basically our episode for today. But very perfect segue, yeah. Jeff. <laughs> We decided to talk about something that I think a lot of millennials struggle with. Yep. And that is, how do you say no? What is mm-hmm. the art of saying no? When you happen to be young, you have to challenge someone in a meeting, and the person happens to be senior. How do you say no? How do you do it gracefully without burning bridges? And at the same time, you keep relationships intact. Yep. Okay, I'm going to start with a warm-up question, Jet. When was the last time you had to decline someone's idea or request? So a classmate from university invited me for coffee last night, who I have not seen for years, but I gracefully declined and just gave another reason. But the truth is he was unvaccinated and he chose to be unvaccinated for the longest time. And the reason to decline his request is because I just want to protect myself and Mm -hmm. I want to protect my family and friends who I'm going to be exposed with all the time. So good for you. But you see what happened there? You were concerned about hurting someone's feelings or offending someone. So instead, you had to give a lie. You technically lied in that case. Second question, on a scale of 1 to 10, how easy is it for you to reject or decline someone? I'd say a nine. Not surprised. That is my cold-blooded brother, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) I would say mine would be six or seven. Because I just don't want to be that guy who's the reason for ruining someone's day. So before we give tips, because this podcast is about helping our listeners be able to say no to someone, let's normalize first Mm -hmm. the idea that the struggle of saying no is real. Yeah, it is. Right, And there's nothing to be ashamed about there. Everyone experiences that. The reason why we struggle to say no is because we want to manage our likability. Yes? Yep. We are naturally tribal in nature. In the olden times, thousands of years ago, if we decline someone or say something that's different, we might get kicked out of a tribe. Mm -hmm. And so we always say yes to whatever is requested from us. Right. It's conformity. Like, you know, there's a Japanese proverb that says, deru kugiwa utareru. Which in English... Wow, wait, 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 wait. I I just got impressed. Is that real Japanese? Yeah, it is. I speak Japanese. Okay. So that proverb in English means a nail that sticks out gets hammered down. Very fitting for a society that's all about conforming. That's Japanese society for you. You know, you have to conform to everyone because that's how you manage your likability. It's, you know, when 
when I was working in Japan, in Tokyo, on a Friday night when your boss says, oh, we're going to go for a nomikai. What's a nomikai? Nomikai in Japan means an after-work drinking party. Oh, uh, like on a Friday night. Yeah, on a okay. Friday night. And I tell you, Japanese workers hate that. <laughs> But you, you have, have say you're compelled to just say yes and go. Because again, it, it that's how you're going to be likable to your bosses. Mm, yep. So manager likability. The second one is, well, as you mentioned, It's such an unpleasant feeling to decline or reject someone. Mm. We don't want hurting other people's yeah. feelings. So to avoid that, we'd rather do a yes instead. The third, I'd like to think it's all about reciprocity. We are afraid to say no to someone because they might do the same thing to us in the future. Yeah. Right? So I ask you for a favor. I decline. Ooh, I'm going to get back to you if you do the same thing to me. So I'd rather say yes because I want you to return the favor. Right. I mean, and that's how you keep your relationships with your clients, with your bosses. You know, you scratch mine, I scratch yours. Yeah, great. So let's go to the first tip on yep. how to say no. Be intentional and deliberate with your reason for declining. Take the time to explain the why. But isn't that a basic thing to do, John? For most decent people, it is. But you'll be surprised. It's not something that everyone does. You've heard of ghosting, right? People mm -hmm. who just, you know, leave you after a few dates and then they never talk to you yep. again. I'm sure you're familiar that there are recruiters out there who collect your resumes, but they never respond to you if you got the job. So there are people who reject you, but don't say anything about it. I want to share one of my favorite psychological studies of all time by Ellen Langer and her company. This was published way back in 1978. So it's popularly known as the photocopy experiment. Mm, interesting. So, So there's this person who needs to cut in the line of a group of other students who also need to photocopy their documents. So this guy is challenged to cut in. He needs to use a certain script. Script A, he says, excuse me, may I cut in the line? And then they're going to see if people are going to allow him to cut in. Mm -hmm. In script B, his spill is, excuse me, may I cut in the line because... And then you have to give a reason, right? So interestingly, when you don't give a reason only about 60% of the time you're allowed to cut in. But when you give a reason, and here's the interesting part, regardless if it's the truth or even a fake reason, mm -hmm. you're allowed to cut in about 90% of the time. Mm -hmm. Isn't that amazing? I mean, it's not surprising, but it's something True. that validates life. And that is, we move if you're given instruction, but we follow passionately if there is a reason behind it. So the why matters. Conversely, if you don't hear the reasons why, you'd feel bad. Case in point, when I have been dealing with a potential big client, when he This was, is for your furniture yes, business. Yes, when he was wanting to create a cafe with my furniture pieces in there, we have been communicating for weeks. He was ready to put down his down payment, but then he started to fade away. Mm, classic client. You know, calling, <laughs> texting, emailing never worked. So nothing at all. I can imagine how that made you paranoid. Yeah, I mean, I started to question myself. Were there another company who had better designs than I have? Were you pricing it too much? Am, am I very expensive? Am I saying are the worst things to him? So, you know, I'd rather have the reasons why why he declined on me. And you can also move on from there and be better. Exactly. But you know, it, you know exactly that feeling of being ghosted when you're on a date, when you're so interested with the other person and then suddenly it all started to fade away. Have you ghosted on someone? I don't think so. No, I have not because I'd, I'd rather be saying the reasons why I don't I've, like it. What about you? I've been ghosted many times and they were the most really painful like ghosting moments. Or <laughs> It's not called a breakup because you haven't been with the person. Exactly. Right? But it's really hard to move on. So they linger. So when I do my leadership work, 
workshops, I often tell managers something similar to explaining the why. Whenever you give comments to your people like, hey, I can't accept this report. You need to make your presentation more engaging. I tell them you have to be more specific to your feedback. So Mm -hmm. don't just decline. Say something like, hey, can you show me again slide number six of your presentation? So this is the part where I got confused because X, Y, and Z, can you do ABC instead? Right. right? right. That makes a dramatic difference. It It makes the person even say, oh, that's where I got it wrong. And that's where I can improve it also. I also want to add, when you explain, you have to put some empathy. Do you agree? Mm-hmm. Right? Of course. There are two things that you hit every time you decline someone. You hit their idea and you also hit their ego. So sometimes when you're declining, you have to let them know that you're declining the idea, not the identity of the person. I want to highlight this, especially if you happen to be a millennial and you're talking to a VIP, a senior vice president or whatever. I mean, I'm not saying that everyone has a big ego, but when you're in that top position, of course, you're expecting a level of respect or politeness from folks. So when you decline, put some empathy. Say something like, I need to say no because I'm coming from a place where it happened to me before and I don't want the same to happen to others. That makes a difference, Jed, right? Right. I can absolutely relate to that. Let me tell you a story. I had this ex-client who was opening her restaurant with my furniture in them. And I had to gracefully decline the opening night of the restaurant because I had to attend to another business with another client on that same night. Mm, Of course. So, you know, what I said to her was that I'm sure your party is going to be a big hit, but I'm sorry I have to attend to another engagement. Can I drop by next week for coffee at your restaurant? And I'll make it up to you. you I love the script. Yeah, so that's, that's basically what I said to her. And it's not a about her really it's 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 important to make her feel that it's not because i don't like her i love her actually but it's really you've got other things to do timing is off yeah so speaking of choice of words i'm gonna end this part by sharing one more tip so i read this best-selling book by kim scott it's called radical candor a life-changing book and she talks about the idea that when you challenge other people challenge with care So Mm. I care for you, therefore I need to challenge you. I want you to be challenged because you care for me as well. So instead of saying, for example, and here's one of the tips that I got from the book, I realized instead of saying that doesn't make sense, we've done that project many times, we've done that thing many times, say something like, thank you for your input. Although the idea lacks X, Y, and Z, right? Instead of blatantly saying, I hate that idea, it's not going to work, say something like, I get your point. I see where you're coming from. That makes a difference, Jed, right? It does, it does. Right? So meantime, have you considered blank? Or, you know, I was working for a consultation project for this company and they have this script that they would say, this is not how we do things in the company X, right? It's the one thing that they always do to call out someone who's deviant. So I tell them, change your choice of words. Say something like, I see where you're coming from. However, our community follows X because of blank. So the operative word here is empathy. You need to choose the right words at the right time to gracefully decline a request from people. Being mindful that you don't need to hurt other people's feelings, Mm -hmm. raise your voice, or be that villain just because you have to say no. Exactly. All right. Tip number two. So instead of saying no, give them a soft yes. A soft yes. What does that mean? So... A soft yes is basically declining probably for now, but in the future, you're going to be okay. Or you're declining now because there has to be some set of conditions that you have to Uh, meet. yeah. Yeah. So what I'm trying to say is, for example, if I have a client who is asking for a lower price, which by the way, happens all the time. Mm -hmm. 
I'd say to them, how many pieces first? Or if you will get five pieces from me, then I'll give you this X amount of discount. Hence the condition. Yep. Or probably you could buy now with this specific price, with a standard retail price. But if you buy on a second time or a third time, I'll give you a 50% discount. That's a good strategy to do it. You know, by the way, when a client insists for a discount, it means one thing. What? It means that they really want your product. So sometimes it's a flattering thing. <laughs> really? I just hope that flattery gets deposited to my bank account though. <laughs> sure. I want to give one more example here. So I come from the airline industry and one of my favorite mm -hmm. stories come from Delta Airlines of the United States. In 1993, one of their cabin crew members suggested to management, can we take out the lattice that we serve to the entrees of our passengers? Because no one eats it. So it's a mess. Uh, it's a waste of money. The management was hesitant. It's easy for them to say no, but they say something like, all right, I'm going to allow it under a condition. We'll only do it for three months, and then we're going to do a survey and ask if the passengers are okay with it. Mm. Right? So they experimented, and voila, after three months, they realized that the passengers were totally fine, that the lettuce is gone. In fact, some of them think that the plate looks cleaner and more organized. So thankfully, the management of Delta Airlines knew how to give a soft yes. Instead of saying outright, no, we can't do it, fine, we'll do it under a condition. Condition. And look what happened. They saved $1.4 million. That's a lot of money. Just by taking out a small vegetable from their plates. I also want to add, Jed, when you give a soft yes, and this is where it's important, you need to tell the conditions so that the people can finally commit to it. I'll give an example. When I was promoting my books to be sold in other countries, in bookstores like in Vietnam and Indonesia, and it was my first ever book. That was way back in 2014. Mm -hmm. I would often get refused because, hey, Sure, you want a TV show, but I'm not sure if you're going to be selling a lot of books. But every time I got rejected, I was totally good with it. Why? They gave me conditions. They told us, John, we're declining. However, if you tell us in the future that you were able to sell X thousands of books, we'll reconsider your proposal. So see, it makes made sense. me understand that there's a benchmark that I of can course. reach. Yeah. Right? Another example, if you're... Let's say someone is offering you to buy something. And I'm sure you have friends who sell you either products, services, whatever it is. I would say something like, it's beautiful, I like it, but it's out of my budget range. However, please contact me again, perhaps come Christmas time, when I finally have the budget to afford it. So if you can also push the price lower, maybe we can talk about it again. You so know, that's actually a very nice way of declining because, <laughs> uh, hear me out, sometimes in my furniture business, it's a very artistic kind of business. Mm. And when people ask the price and then they would say, oh, that's so expensive, thank you so much. That's how they decline. And that's very insulting. Mm. You know, it's rather better and palatable to say, that's out of my budget. Maybe in the future, I'll be able to but, afford you know, that. Your clients are VIP. So it's not in their nature to say, I can't afford it. Well, so I still I guess... get clients like this. Mm. So when is the best time to use this technique of giving a soft yes? Two things. One, I think, is when the person you're rejecting isn't emotionally mature to get that rejection outright. So you want to give a soft yes so you can soften the impact of the blow. Ooh, killing me softly. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to sing. Uh, the second, I think, is when you're also not sure of rejecting the person. Maybe you don't mm. want to regret it later on. You want to say no, but you might change your mind later on. Yeah. So you want to give them an idea that things can be temporary for now. Yep. Exactly. Right. So let's go on with tip number three. Yep. So this is my favorite part. I would reject someone, but I would offer also an alternative. 
So I say something like, I wish I can help you, Brian, but my hands are also tied. Can I offer you instead X, Y, and Z? I can, like that. Can I refer you instead to Anna, who I think is the better person who's going to help you out? I like right? that. You're always giving them alternatives. There are many ways of helping someone or saying yes to someone's request. So for example, and I think this is something that we can all relate to, have you ever borrowed money from someone or has someone borrowed money from you. I have not borrowed any money. Wait, wait. Mr. Jed Yabut, do you owe me money, by the way? No, you're the one who owes me money. Remember that dinner we had? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I remember. I'm actually the one who owes you money. Yeah, you do owe me money. For our dinner. So going back, we're digressing now. Let's pretend that someone, a friend of yours, got unemployed and is borrowing money. Mm -hmm. So I would decline because I think that money won't ever be returned. And that happens a lot of times, right? And that's basically the reason why I don't lend money. So I would say, I'm sorry, I can't lend you money. However, I'm going to be offering alternative things. If you're looking for a job, can I offer my time? Can I give you tips for your job interview? Right. right? Edit the resume, maybe? I would offer them my knowledge and say, I would help you be more employable. Or I'd say, I know someone from Company X. Yeah, your network. You can share your network. I can share my networks instead. So there are alternative ways to do it. Jed, in your line of business, can you give me examples that can relate to this? Right. When clients ask me for some specialized upholstery work for their chairs, which I don't do, and I am admittedly not a big maker of upholstery. So you're not Mr perfect effort. No, I would refer them to somebody that I know. Mm. So, And I think that's a perfect way of managing relationships. And, and that's, that's good, good customer service. Yeah, exactly. That's good customer service because I would say, no, sorry, I don't really do it. It's not my forte to do it, but I know somebody who could do it for you. What alternative would you give if Again, in your line of business, what if someone's asking for a lower price, which happens oh, all the time? Oh, for discounts again. So yeah, for discounts, what I would do is I give them free delivery maybe. And that's good. Yeah. yeah. And, and also I give them some free small items if their projects are huge enough. I often see this technique when I'm buying gadgets like phones or laptops. Yeah, I, I guess I would is... usually ask for a lower price, but you know what the guy would always say? It's always free delivery, free this, free that. No, free USB thumb drive. <laughs> <laughs> or a free, I don't know, like a free ball pen, a free mug, yeah. a free keychain, whatever I guess it is. it's all across cultures. And we're a sucker for that, right? Whenever I buy something in the Zad and Shopee, even if it's a 5,000 ringgit or a 4,000 US dollar product, mm. but you get a freebie from it, yep. you feel so happy Yeah, yeah. already. I want to let people into one of my secrets about how I negotiate for my motivational talks. What is it? This is groundbreaking. <laughs> I don't know. So I often have a lot of clients who ask for, John, can we lower your price so we can do this talk for our audience? And I would say, instead of me saying, but this is my published rate, I do a quality talk, so I will pursue this price. I'd say something like, I understand that you're under a budget, but how about we keep the price, but I'd offer you additional services instead. So instead of a one hour talk, let's make it one hour and 30 minutes, or I'll give you another session. Nice. That's a good strategy. You keep the money, you don't lower the price, you don't lowball yourself, Mm -hmm. but you do extra time. That's another offering of an alternative. Perfect. So remember again, guys, don't just say no. If you want to sustain that good relationship with someone, offer an alternative instead. Basically offer freebies, a lot of freebies. (laughs) All right, Jed, I'll give the honors to you, what's the last tip for saying no? Last tip. Mm -hmm. It's about when you say no, you have to demonstrate the harmful consequences of saying yes. I agree. What do I mean is that, you know, sometimes when people request for something, they can be only looking after themselves, their selfish interests, and they can be very stubborn that they forget how the 
it affects the person who had just declined. So instead, you have to make them realize that by saying yes, it's harmful to them. Such passion, Jed, for saying that. <laughs> yeah. I do a lot of training workshops for companies who have customer service departments. And one of their biggest dilemma is when a customer asks for too many favors. So I would teach the customer service reps and say, you have to make them realize that they're stepping beyond the line. So say something like, Mr. Lee, I would love to do this for you. Unfortunately, I have to be fair for all the customers, mm. right? I don't want them to compare prices if I have to lower this beyond my authorized rate and they might start complaining. So this customer start to become apologetic and yeah. they realize that they've been selfish. So I, it's all about just saying what are what will be the harmful effects to you if you say yes to them yeah. and they would definitely understand the reasons yeah. why. Hoping that they would understand, exactly. but it's an option that you can take. Of right? course, of course. You know, it reminds me of my time when I was a fresh architect in Singapore. We have, what year is this? Oh, 1970s? No, stop. Um, when I was, uh, as a fresh architect working in Singapore, we have this lunch parties. I love Singaporean food. Yeah, it's always spicy, right? So nasi goreng, um, spicy rendang. Not all, not all, but generally, yes. For someone who yeah. has a Filipino palate. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, the aunties in our company would always offer those huge offering servings to the young ones, especially for foreigners like me. They would push yeah. and push. They want to be hospitable. Yeah, but right? I would have to gracefully say no. But if I just say, oh, I'm full, auntie, sorry. They won't believe They it. won't believe me, exactly. So, so what would be your reason? I really tell them the reasons why. And then I just whisper to them, sorry, I have, you know, something down there. Where I know this. What is This it? also happened to me. Yeah, spicy food. That's it. So it's something that happens below, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It starts with letter H. Yes, yes, letter yes, yes, okay. yes, yes. Hemorrhoids, yes. right? Hemorrhoids. Okay, for our friends who are not familiar with it, so if you're not used to spicy food, mm. it can really do damage to yeah. The veins down there, yeah, to where your yes, so down there, <laughs> too much information, too much information right? So, you have some hemorrhoids, yes. Right? So, I had some hemorrhoids that time and I had to decline them. And then, you know, it's the funny thing is when I told them that I have some hemorrhoids there, they even gave me tips on, on how, how to manage, to manage it. That. Ah, that's so good of them. So, you know, you just have to tell people why you have to really decline the consequences of saying yes. Yeah. And, and they would understand. Most often than not, we are either embarrassed for sharing it mm. or we feel like we're going to be judged. But hey, it's one thing that you can opt as well. Yeah. Whew. Lots of learnings today yeah, like, about saying no. Time has passed by so quick. And I want to discuss more, but we have to wrap this up. So Jed, on the contrary, here we are fixing the stigma that people who say no aren't team players, right, right? right? We need to take that out. Mm -hmm. People who say no are not bad people. They are people who deem themselves responsible for their own self-care. Right. They have reasons for saying no. If someone's inviting me for a meeting that has no clear agenda, I'll decline it, right? If the offer is unfair, I should decline it. If you're requesting for something that I don't have time for, I will find a way to decline it. Right. right? It's just about saying the truth, really, mm -hmm. and manning up. Rather than regretting it later on because you said yes, because you want to please people yeah, and you suffer yeah, for the rest of exactly. the time. How about you? Well, for me, your manner, the approach, and the timing of the rejection really, really matters. Mm. So when you say no, you have to be prepared for the reasons, a believable reason, you know, and mm. counter offer the alternatives. So at the end of the day, it's still a win-win win situation. situation. You are not burning bridges at all. So yeah, choice of words really matter. Super agree. 
So third realization here, for every no that you say, you gain a yes for something else. We have unlimited internet, unlimited rice, but you can't have unlimited yes. Mm. It matters to choose where you will and who do you say it to. That's the opportunity cost of saying no. All right, Jed, yep. we need to end. And I'm so happy again for this episode. Yeah, I, I really learned a lot from you. Thanks, John. I learned also a lot from you. And we hope that our listeners learned. Please do comment if you're listening to this podcast and seeing it from a social media post. Stay safe and we'll see you next week. Yeah, till next week. Oh, don't forget, wire transfer the money to me. Okay. <laughs> I will. <laughs>